Hi, listeners. Welcome to Episode 6 of the Corporate Governance Capsule Collection with Pam Marklese and Lisa Bieber, where we focus on what you need to know about the topics that are at the top of the boardroom and governance priority lists. Today, we're conquering board evaluations, and we'll be addressing the age-old questions that companies have struggled with. What do good board evaluations look like anyway? How should companies implement them? And once companies have done all the right things, what do they do with the results? Lisa, just take us back a step. What should companies be thinking about when they think about board evaluations? What should be the purpose of them? Well, I think the purpose should be to have really a good process. It's a time when companies can really take a step back and take their temperature on a number of issues. One of the things that board evaluations cover is how the board is functioning, how the board feels about itself. But in many ways, we've discussed this a little bit. It's a referendum on how the entire company is functioning and in many ways a referendum on management as well and where there are areas of improvement that can be made. And some of these areas will be subtle and some of these areas will be larger, but it's an opportunity for refinement. I think that in today's day and age where there is such a focus on board refreshment and board composition, I think it also gives board members and companies a real ability to have a dialogue about what is going on at the board level. And whereas once upon a time, there may have been some stigma around this, I think that's dissipating to a large extent, just because everybody now understands the need to constantly be focused on the board composition. So as various needs of the business evolve, the skills that need to be represented on the board will also change as people think more and more about diversity. The people on the board may also need to be changed or the board may need to be expanded. And so this process just holistically allows companies together with directors, the board, to have a meaningful conversation about are we where we need to be? And the answer to that is going to be different for each company. Each company should be in a different place. But I think this allows boards and companies to really have meaningful conversations there. And and as you say, take stock of this on a regular basis. And you hit upon an interesting point there in the start of, of meaningful conversations and important conversations. But it's also an opportunity to have the difficult conversations where there's a built in pressure valve each year where you have to talk about issues that maybe are a little bit uncomfortable but it's an opportunity to open that conversation. So there's the parts of it that are the normal, the everyday, the average. But as you start talking about things that are slightly uncomfortable, it provides an opportunity to do that without the awkwardness of when do we talk to certain members of the board or when do we talk to the committee or when do we talk to the CEO? And it just puts it on the table that this is normal and this is going to happen and this is how people need to be thinking about these issues And so it's harder to resist the urge just not to have the conversation or put off the conversation because there's no time to have it. And I guess to that point, how do you view the process rolling out? Who is in charge? What is the role of the general counsel and the corporate secretary? How does this play out? I really see the general counsel and the corporate secretary and particularly the corporate secretary as the gatekeepers of this function. And in some ways, they're serving many different masters because there's the board and things are filtering through and coming to a head and needing to be discussed and analyzed. But there's also an external focus of this where there's more and more investors are really interested in these processes. And it's not necessary for a company to give away all of its secrets, but there's a point at which Investors want to know that these evaluations and these processes are happening and they're looking for that disclosure and the proxy statement more and more or wherever it goes and and want to hear that 
these conversations and these evaluations are happening. And the GC and the corporate secretary are really the nexus of that, the common link between management, between the board and between stakeholders that are increasingly interested in this. Your point about disclosure is a really good one. I think that if companies are engaging in a robust board evaluation process, they should definitely put some disclosure in their proxy statement about it, because I think it is a feature of good governance that shareholders are very focused on. And we're not suggesting that it's a place to air dirty laundry. That's not at all the point of that disclosure, but rather really to indicate to people who are reading the proxy statement that the company takes this very seriously, that the board takes it very seriously, and it is happening. And that is part of constantly looking at the board composition and thinking about refreshment that the company has a very proactive approach to it. So I think if you are doing it, the number one piece of advice is to not forget to mention in your proxy statement that you are in fact doing it. Definitely. And I think some of the best examples we've seen are not just where it's a paragraph in the proxy statement, but where it's really tied to governance processes in general. It's tied to review of the charters on the small end and shareholder engagement on the large end. And you really start to see a seasonality for how a company approaches governance. And I really think of board evaluations as the capstone for that process, where companies are doing all of these things. And there's an organized fashion in which they can present it. And frankly, a tone at the top issue that filters through the entire governance process that flows down from these evaluations. Completely agree with that, Lisa. So I think we have concluded board evaluations can serve a very helpful purpose. And on that note, maybe we will end this conversation here. Thank you.